0: Hello, my name's Laura and this is German Grammar Pod. This podcast is going to be about adjectives and adjectival endings. So let's start off with the question, what is an adjective? An adjective describes a noun like great, small, pretty, white or brown. The normal place to see it is just in front of a noun for instance happy in the happy cat strange in that was a strange coincidence or younger in I have two younger brothers in English adjectives don't change depending on the noun they belong with you can say the happy cat a happy child the happy cats or a happy coincidence and the word happy stays precisely the same that's not the case in German in German the word happy glücklich would have a different ending for each of those examples. Die glückliche Katze, with an E on the end. Ein glückliches Kind, with ES on the end. Die glücklichen Katzen, with EN on the end. And ein glücklicher Zufall, with ER on the end. And that's just the nominative. If I put those phrases into a sentence where they were in the accusative, dative or genitive, things would change again. What on earth are all those endings there for? Well, they're part of the system that shows you what case are nouns in. If German were a simpler language, all of those adjective endings I just gave you, which indicate their nouns in the nominative, would all be the same. Or maybe German would do something else entirely to showcase, like change the ending of the noun, or even not have a case system at all. But that isn't how German developed. Instead, you ended up with three genders and the plural, all requiring different adjective endings. Worse still, which adjectival ending you need changes depending on whether you're using a determiner in front of the adjective and which one. Determiners are words like a, the, this, which and my. They're words that you can put in front of a noun and any accompanying adjectives. For instance, a happy cat, the happy cat, this happy cat, which happy cat and my happy cat. Still. It could be worse. In Polish, you have to differentiate between whether masculine nouns are inanimate, animate but non-human, or human, and instead of a single plural form, there's a different plural for each of the genders. There's none of that in German, just the three genders for singular nouns, and a single plural form to go with any plural noun. This, of course, means that you have to know the genders of nouns to get the adjectival endings correct. As I mentioned in my podcast about genders, I think it's worthwhile memorising the genders of the nouns you use most often. But if you're like me, you won't be able to remember the gender of every noun you use. My genders podcast includes some tips and tricks for working out or guessing the genders of nouns you don't know. But if you can't work it out, don't worry. German speakers will still understand you, even if you get the ending wrong. And for communication purposes, Beginners can get away with using just an e for every adjectival ending. So, what are the endings? There are actually two or three sets of them, depending on your point of view. And you can show them in two or three tables of four by four. Three genders and the plural along one edge, four cases down the other. I'll put the tables of these endings on my website, sites.google.com site German grammar pod. Incidentally I wouldn't recommend learning the tables instead I recommend using the tables to find the right ending in practice exercises or for any adjective in a sentence you want to write until you start to be able to spot patterns and find you don't need the tables anymore. What you'll probably find is that you memorize the endings you need most often pretty quickly but you still need to refer to the tables for the ones you don't use a lot for some time. Even I still sometimes refer to the tables, usually to check whether I've correctly remembered which ending I'm supposed to be using in more unusual situations. The three tables that are generally presented are for strong endings, mixed endings and weak endings, or just for strong and weak endings. Strong endings really show which gender in case the adjective's noun belongs to. With a couple of exceptions, they do this by echoing the endings of the German word for the. So the masculine nominative word for the is der, and the strong adjectival ending is er, for instance, Alter. The feminine nominative word for the is die, and the strong adjectival ending is e, for instance, Alter. The neuter nominative word for the is das and the strong adjectival ending is ES, for instance, altus. The plural nominative word for THE is DI, just like the feminine, and, just like the feminine, the plural nominative strong adjectival ending is E, for instance, ALTA. The pattern is that the strong adjectival ending has the same final letter as the word for THE, and where that letter isn't already E, An E is added between the final letter and the adjective. The same pattern holds for the accusative. Intermediate and advanced learners should hopefully remember that there's only one difference in German between the set of words for the in the nominative and the set in the accusative, and that is for the masculine. Both the other genders and the plural remain the same as in the nominative, but the masculine changes from der in the nominative to den in the accusative, and the strong adjective lending again follows the pattern where you use the final letter of the word for the. I hope you've all raced ahead of me and have worked out that this means that the strong adjective lending for masculine accusative is en, for instance, alten. So now we come to the dative. The German word for the, in both the masculine and neuter in this case, is dem with an M for mother. The pattern stays the same which means that the strong adjectival ending for masculine and neuter dative adjectives is, that's right, EM with an M for mother for instance, autumn. The German word for the in the dative feminine is der and the strong adjectival ending is therefore er. The dative plural word for the is den with an N for November and the strong adjectival ending is en, for instance, alten. However, this pattern breaks when we get to the genitive and this sends me scurrying back to my tables to check what I'm supposed to be doing. The feminine and plural genitive work nicely. The German word for the in both the feminine and the plural genitive is der and the strong adjectival ending is er, for instance, alter. However, Although the German word for the in both the masculine and neuter genitive is des, the strong adjectival ending for these is en. For instance, alten. As exceptions go, this isn't too bad. You're pretty much getting two for the price of one here. Once you've memorised the German for the for each case and gender, apart from for the masculine and neuter genitive, you pretty much know the strong adjectival endings. And later, when I've explained when you use the different types of adjectival ending, I'll even give you a suggestion as to why the masculine and neuter genitive might break the pattern, which may help you remember that this is an exception. But before I tell you about that, I need to tell you when to use strong adjectival endings. You need to use strong adjectival endings whenever you haven't got a determiner with an ending to show you which gender in case your noun is. A key example of this is whenever you don't have a determiner at all, in other words, no words such as a, the, such, these, etc., which precedes the adjective. For instance in the headline Junger Dieb stiehlt altes Bild, Young Thief Steals Old Painting or in Informationen zu stilvollen und eleganten Hochzeiten. Information on stylish and elegant weddings. Working out if your adjective and noun come after a determiner or not is easy enough to do if your adjective and noun come right at the start of the sentence or after a preposition or if they come after a word you know to be a determiner. But writing this podcast I've realised that working out what does and doesn't count as a determiner can be quite tricky. So how do you spot them? Well first off, determiners are words you use with nouns to relate them to a particular context or situation but they aren't adjectives. Examples of determiners include der, the, ein, a, kein, no, dieser, this, mein, my, welche, which and solche, such. The determiner if there is one will come first in a noun phrase for instance the is a determiner and old and happy are adjectives. So you can make the noun phrase the happy old cat or the old happy cat, but not happy old the cat or old the happy cat. This means you should look at any word that comes immediately before any adjectives as a potential determiner. Another useful characteristic that should help you recognise determiners in German is that like adjectives, They tend to change their ending to match the case and gender of the noun. For instance, der Mann, but die Frau. Ein Schwein, but eine Katze. Unfortunately, this isn't true of all determiners. For instance, do you remember dessen and deren from my second podcast on relative pronouns? They mean of which or whose. You use them in sentences like der Nachbar dessen Auto vor dem Haus steht the neighbour whose car is in front of the house and you choose which one of them to use based on the gender of the noun you're linking back to in my example der Nachbar not based on the noun that follows them in my example Auto they keep the same ending whichever noun follows them but they're still determiners fortunately You don't actually need to know whether or not dessen and deren or any other words without endings are determiners in order to work out whether or not to use strong endings after them. As the rule isn't just to use strong endings when there's no determiner, you also use strong endings whenever the determiner doesn't have an ending. So this means that even though dessen and deren are determiners, you don't need to be sure whether they are or not. All you need to know is that they don't have endings and therefore any adjective that comes after them takes strong endings. For instance, Der Nachbar dessen blaues Auto vor dem Haus steht The neighbour whose blue car is in front of the house. So, if sometimes you do, but sometimes you don't use strong adjective endings, what do you use when a strong adjective ending isn't right? Simple, a weak ending. These are even easier. For all of the nominative singular and for the feminine and neutral accusative singular, it's just E. For all the rest, that's masculine accusative, all of the plural, all of the dative and all of the genitive, it's EN. Simple as that. For instance, Der alte Mann Die alte Katze Das alte Haus But die alten Frauen. The old man, the old cat, the old house, the old women. Ich sehe den alten Mann, die alte Katze, das alte Haus und die alten Frauen. I see the old man, the old cat, the old house and the old women. Ich schenke dem alten Mann, der alten Katze, dem alten Haus und den alten Frauen ein Lächeln. I give the old man, the old cat, the old house and the old women a smile. Anstatt des alten Mannes, der alten Katze, des alten hauses und der alten Frauen haben wir einen kleinen Jungen gesehen. Instead of the old man, the old cat, the old house and the old women, we saw a small boy. I tend to think of weak endings as being e for any nominative and accusative singular, except that the accusative masculine singular has caught the en ending from the en ending on its determiner, den. Einen, etc. Then it's also en for plural and for dative and genitive. The way I like to see it is that the nominative and accusative plural takes the en ending to distinguish it from a singular feminine, which has the same determiner. For instance, d. For instance, if you're not sure what gender messer, knife, is, and you see die alten messer written, you know that because it's die alten rather than di al te, that we must be looking at a plural, not a feminine singular. Incidentally, for those of you who are wondering, messa is neuter, and it's one of those words that's exactly the same in the plural as it is in the singular. A feminine word would almost never be the same in the singular as the plural, but if you're not so good on genders, like I'm not, and if you're not always sure if the word you're looking at is the singular or the plural, this can help. So. When do you use weak endings? Most importantly, you use them after the word for the. You also use them after any other determiner that always has an ending. For instance, dieser, this, jener, and derjenige, which both mean that, alle, all, selbe the same, and jeder, each or every. For instance, dieses alte Haus, this old house, jene alte Katze, that old cat, dieselben alten Probleme, the same old problems. So that seems pretty easy. If there's a determiner with an ending, use weak adjectival endings. If there isn't, use strong endings. But that's only two sets of endings. What about the possible third set of endings? This possible third set is known as mixed endings, and it's a mixture of strong and weak endings. The reason it exists is that there are some determiners that sometimes have an ending and sometimes don't, depending on which case and gender they're in. Because this type of German determiner always follows the same pattern, and has an ending in all cases and genders except the masculine and neuter nominative and neuter accusative, You can put together a table of mixed endings which shows the mix of weak and strong endings you use for each gender and case with this set of determiners. The prime examples of determiners that German considers sometimes to have an ending and sometimes not to are ein, which means a, and any determiner that ends in ein. For instance, kein, no, mein, my, dein, your, sein, his or its, irgendein, any. None of these are considered to have an ending when the determiner just ends in ein. So for instance ein, mein and kein don't have endings but eine, meines and keinen do. The same applies to the other possessive adjectives ihr, her, your or their unser, our, or euer, your, and also to a few others. Intermediate learners, I suggest you try and remember that determiners that end in ein and also the other possessive adjectives sometimes do have endings and therefore go with weak adjectival endings and sometimes don't and therefore go with strong adjectival endings. For instance, kein altes Haus in the nominative has no ending on the determiner, kein, and therefore a strong ending on the adjective, alt. But the dative form, keinem alten, house, has an ending on the determiner, kein, and therefore a weak ending on the adjective, alt. And the same applies to the nominative plural, keine alten Häuser, which likewise has an ending on the kein, and therefore a weak ending on the adjective, alt. Instead of making you work out whether the determiners that sometimes do and sometimes don't have endings, like ein, do or don't have them, I can instead give you a table that you can simply use to look up the correct ending for any of that type of determiner. This is because these determiners do and don't take endings following the same pattern each time. They don't have them on masculine and neuter nominative and neuter accusative, and do. On all the rest. This makes it quite easy to put together a table of mixed endings with strong endings for masculine and neuter nominative and neuter accusative adjectives and weak endings for all the rest. I'll put up the table on my website but I find it easier not to bother with it as you have to know which determiners to use it with and I find it easier just to ask myself whether I have a determiner with an ending or not and use weak or strong accordingly. This may not be the same for you, or it may change over time. I seem to remember I used to use the mixed endings table back when I was at university. So, the rules so far are, if your noun is accompanied by a determiner with an ending, use weak adjectival endings. If it isn't, use strong adjectival endings. Determiners divide into three types. Ones which always have endings, with which you always use weak adjectival endings. Determiners which never have endings, with which you always use strong adjectival endings. And determiners which sometimes have endings and sometimes don't, in which case you can either pick the appropriate strong or weak ending to fit yourself, or you can use a table of mixed endings, which includes the correct endings for each case and gender to match this set of determiners. The way I like to think of this is as meaning that German wants to use its determiners and adjectives to show you what gender and case a noun is in, but that it only wants to show you once. So, when there's more than one place you could be seeing it, it makes sure that only one ending shows you the gender and case, and the other is just a filler. In fact, do you remember me saying that the strong adjectival endings followed the ending of the word the, except in the masculine and neuter genitive where it takes en? This actually fits really nicely with my claim that German only wants to show you what gender and case a noun is in once. This is because, unlike with the other cases and genders where the noun doesn't change to match the case, the vast majority of masculine and neuter nouns gain an S or ES on the end in the genitive. For instance the word house becomes Houses in the genitive and perhaps because you can already see from the ending on the noun that this must be a genitive. There's no need to show it's a genitive from the adjectival ending. So instead of an ES, like the determiner's ending, the strong adjectival ending is actually an EN, like the weak endings for the genitive and dative. So you end up with Alten houses. Unfortunately, there are a few exceptions to the rule that determiners with endings go with weak adjectival endings. I don't think it's worth beginners or intermediate learners learning any of these but I'm going to single out a few that I think it might be worth advanced or very advanced learners learning my first exception is a group of determiners that refers to plural nouns specifically mehrere several etliche another less common word for several viele many einige some wenige few and folgende, the following. These determiners have endings themselves, but nevertheless tend to take adjectives with strong endings, although you will sometimes see them with adjectives with weak endings, especially in the genitive plural. It's also worth noting that this tendency to take strong endings only applies to folgende when it's used with a plural noun, and that all the rest of these determiners other than folgende describe subtleties of quantity several many few etc and can only be used with plural nouns another exception for advanced and very advanced learners is that cardinal numbers other than the number one when used on their own as a determiner always go with strong adjectival endings whether or not they have an ending themselves most of you probably just know cardinal numbers as numbers one two three, etc., as opposed to first, second, third, etc., which are called ordinal numbers. The number one, when used as a determiner, is the same word as the German for a, ein. So, eine alte Katze can mean either an old cat or one old cat. And the same rules about adjectival endings apply, whether you're using ein to mean a or one But for the other cardinal numbers, you always use strong endings. For instance, zwei alte Männer sehen zwei alte Frauen. Two old men see two old women. Ich gebe zwei jungen Kindern Klavierunterricht. I give two young children piano lessons. Die Kinder zweier alte Frauen. The children of two old women. That leaves us with a few loose ends to tie up, which everyone needs to know about, not just advanced and very advanced learners. First of all, what if you have more than one adjective? In that case, they all have the same ending. For instance, das große, braune, hungrige Pferd, the large, brown, hungry horse, or Ein großes, braunes, hungriges Pferd. A large, brown, hungry horse. The next question is, what if the adjective doesn't precede a noun? For instance, instead of saying the happy cat, you say the cat is happy. You'll be delighted to know you're in luck. Unlike in French, Polish and Spanish, where you still have to work out what noun or pronoun the adjective is agreeing with and give it an ending accordingly. In German, adjectives that don't precede a noun don't get an ending. So, when you change the sentence from die glückliche Katze to die Katze ist glücklich, "glücklich" loses its ending completely. There is an exception to this, though. If the noun is understood but not said, then you still decline the adjective. In English, this is where we'd put a one or ones after the adjective. For instance, which dress do you want? The red one. Welches kleid willst du? Das rote. The next question is why do adjectives sometimes not have endings on them when they're before a noun? For instance, das glücklich verheiratete paar. Well, I'm afraid that was a bit of a trick question. When what appears to be an adjective comes before a noun but doesn't have an ending, it is in fact an adverb. So that sentence I gave you, das glückliche Verheiratete Paar, in fact means the happily married couple. If I wanted to say the happy married couple, I'd have to say das glückliche Verheiratete Paar. This still catches me out sometimes and is well worth looking out for. Another question is what do you do if you want to use an adjective to describe two nouns with different genders? For instance, my new niece and nephew. The answer is that you have to use the adjective twice, declined for each gender. Meine neue Nichte und mein neuer Neffe. In fact, if you want to write Dear Cora and Mark at the beginning of a letter, you have to write the Dear twice. Liebe Cora, Lieber Mark, In case you didn't pick that up, there's no R on the end of the feminine form, but there is on the masculine one. The next question is, are there any exceptions to the rules I just gave you? The answer is yes, and if you see a German write something that this podcast suggests is wrong, you're probably in fact dealing with an exception. For instance, set phrases. I'm not going to go into the less common ones here, as I don't think they're particularly helpful. What is helpful to know, though? is that German has a few adjectives it's borrowed from foreign languages that never take an ending. Here are the five that are well worth remembering for intermediate and advanced learners as they're quite common. lila, purple, rosa, pink and klasse, prima and super which all mean great or fantastic. For instance, ein lila kleid or eine super Idee In addition, there are some types of adjective that always decline the same way. I like these as there's no thinking about case and gender. The most important of these is that you can turn town names into adjectives by adding er. This is where the Hamburger and the Frankfurter come from. You can also make Berliner, Kölner, Londoner. You're definitely on safe ground with places in German-speaking countries but sometimes ones from other countries can sound a bit odd. Especially smaller places or place names that end in a vowel sound odd or don't work at all. Another place you always add ER is to make adjectives from numerals for any case or gender, for instance, 90 Jahre, the 90s. Another exception that may be useful for advanced learners is that when you're spelling out words, or reading out loud names of chapters or sections given in numbers and letters, you don't put any endings on the adjectives describing letters or numbers. For instance, you would spell tag, groß t, klein a, klein g, capital T, lowercase a, lowercase g, or you might say the name of a section, groß a, punkt, römisch vier, punkt, arabisch zwei. Capital A, dot, Roman numeral 4, dot, Arabic numeral 2. There's plenty more I could say about adjectives, but I'm not going to here, as I don't want to go on for hours. Instead, this podcast just focuses on adjectival endings. The important thing for everyone to remember is that all adjectives have endings if they have a noun after them. If they don't have a noun after them, for instance, I'm happy, ich bin glücklich, then there's no ending. Although, if what looks like an adjective appears before a noun without an ending, it's actually an adverb. There are two or three sets of adjectival endings, depending on how you look at it. Taking the two sorts of endings approach, my preferred approach, you have strong endings and weak endings. Strong endings end in the same letter as the German for the in the same gender and case, with the exception of the genitive masculine and neuter where instead of the ES adjectival ending you'd expect, the ending is actually EN. Strong endings are used whenever there isn't a determiner or the determiner doesn't have an ending. When this is the case, you can work out the case and gender, at least to a certain extent, from the adjectival ending, or in the case of the masculine and neuter genitive, from the fact that the noun has an S or ES added to the end. But when the determiner has an ending, German only gives you a weak ending on your adjective. You can't tell much about gender and case from weak endings because there are only two sorts, e and en. On the plus side, these weak endings do allow you to differentiate between a feminine and a plural noun in the nominative or accusative. Both have the same determiner, for instance, die, or keine, or welche, or solche, but, Whereas the weak ending for a feminine nominative or accusative noun is E, the plural is E-N. For instance, die andere Seite, the other side, is a feminine singular. But die anderen Fehler, the other mistakes, is a plural. With weak adjectival endings, masculine, feminine and neuter nominative and feminine and neuter accusative weak adjectival endings are all just E all the other weak adjectival endings are en. It's as if German wants to show you which gender in case the noun is but it only wants to show it to you once. Because the pattern of whether determiners that for some genders and cases do and for some don't take endings is the same for all determiners where this is the case. You can also draw up a third table which shows the endings you use for these determiners. These are known as mixed endings and can be used with determiners that end in ein and any possessive adjective. Basically, as it's only masculine and neuter nominative determiners and neuter accusative determiners that have no ending, to make the mixed table you simply show all weak endings except for masculine and neuter nominative and neuter accusative, where you show the strong endings. In case you find this table helpful, I've included it on my website sites.google.com slash site slash German grammar pod, along with the strong and weak endings tables. There are a number of exceptions to these rules. Fortunately, most of them aren't that important. The one I really remember is that to turn the name of a town, village or city into an adjective, add ER and no further ending, whatever the gender or case. Another one that's also in my repertoire is that to make an adjective out of a number, like with cities, just add er. For instance, achttiger jahre, the eighties. Another one I like, because you don't need to work out endings, is that lila, rosa, super, prima and klasse are invariable. Their endings never change. If any beginners are feeling adventurous, the fact that lila, rosa, super, prima and klasse never change their endings is a good exception to learn, as they're quite common words. Another quite big one that I'm not so good at remembering is that certain determiners that refer to subtle variations in quantity, merere, weniger, viele, and einiger, cardinal numbers, and also folgender when it refers to a plural, go with strong adjective endings. I've got to say. Before I reread my grammar book, I'd completely forgotten this. So this is probably one for very advanced learners. Okay, another one, but this one's for intermediate and advanced learners. If in English you'd say the something one or the something ones, for instance, the small one. In German, you don't say the one part, but you do put the ending on the adjective that would have been right for the noun if you'd said it. For instance, das Kleine. Dimblauen, Blauen, die Neuen. Two final exceptions. The first is for everyone but I'd say the second is for advanced learners unless you can see yourself using it a lot. Number one if you write a letter to a man and a woman you have to write Lieber or Sehr geehrte twice. Once for the man's name and once for the woman's because there's no ending you can use for one male and one female noun. Indeed This applies to any time you'd apply a single adjective in English to nouns that have different genders in German. You have to use the adjective once each for each gender. The second one is that if you're spelling out a word or chapter name, adjectives in front of letters of the alphabet or numbers don't get any ending on them at all. So that's it. The main message of this podcast is that adjectives describe or modify nouns. And if they come in front of a noun, They need an ending on them beginners if you can't remember which ending you need just use an e for now intermediate and advanced learners you should remember that if these adjectives in front of nouns don't have a determiner with an ending in front of them they need strong endings which are mainly like the ending of the german word for the for that gender and case if they do come accompanied by a determiner with an ending then the adjective takes a weak ending which is either E or EN. Before I go, I'd just like to thank Martin Krauss for all his help on this podcast and say a big hello to my mum who's recently started listening to the podcast and also to her German conversation group as I bet she's persuaded at least some of you to give it a go. Next time, I intend to talk about reflexive verbs. If you have any comments or requests for subjects that you'd like me to do a podcast on, then please send me an email at Germangrammipod at yahoo.co.uk. If you want to post a comment that other listeners can read or see what other listeners have to say, then you can go to my blog at blogspot.com Also, grammar tables relating to these podcasts are available at sites.google.com/site/Germangrammipod. Well, that's it for this time. So for now, goodbye and.